listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. Welcome to American RVer. On this show, Peg heads back into the kitchen and creates a delicious light dessert that's quick and easy. Next in our tech tip, Ed Cowan tells us and shows us some items every RVer should have with them when hitting the road. Finally, Ron Jones recounts an RV story he and wife Sandy encountered in their early days of full-timing. So sit back and enjoy this edition of American RVer. Welcome to this edition of American RVer. I'm Peggy Gritch. Thanks for joining us today. Summer's here and summer means fresh strawberries. And what a better way to use strawberries other than just eating them raw is to put them in a, into a fabulous dessert. So today we're going to make a strawberries and cream pie. The advantages are you don't have to heat up your RV because you're going to just use the microwave to melt some chocolate. The rest is done in the refrigerator. So the first thing we're gonna do is set our strawberries aside and get our chocolate and our pie crust ready. I just went to the store and I got an Oreo pie crust, which of course you know is already gonna be delicious. And one thing we're gonna to do to make it even better is we're gonna put a layer of chocolate on the bottom of this pie crust. So the first step is to take about a, a cup of uh, semi-sweet chocolate chips and we're going to add three tablespoons of some kind of shortening. You can choose your favorite brand. This just happens to be Crisco. And then we're gonna melt them in the microwave. And what I'm gonna do is put them in for about 30 seconds. That won't be quite enough to get them completely melted, but I'm going to want to stir them after the 30 seconds. The last thing you want to do is overcook or overmelt the chocolate. So we'll go ahead and do that. And once that while that chocolate is melting, um, if you haven't already done something with your strawberries, you can go ahead and get those washed, get the leaves off of them, cut them in half because that's going to be so attractive on the top of that pie. If you just take a, sli a knife and slice them in half, that's going to be very, very pretty. And I do love this time of the year for the fresh fruits and the fresh vegetables that, out there, that are out there. Please uh, go to your local farmer's markets. That's where you're gonna get the best items. Okay, taking a look, you can see obviously it is not melted yet. So I'm gonna take my spoon and just kind of stir it up for you. It, it's starting to melt. Now, one thing to keep in mind about chocolate, and you may already know this, but don't add water when you're melting chocolate. That's just gonna make it clump up. You wanna add some kind of fat to the chocolate in order to make that melt. So let me go ahead and put that back in for about 20 seconds. If your microwave is a higher wattage, you may wanna start with 15 seconds and just see what it looks like at that point. But 20 seconds I found with my microwave is the perfect amount of time. So uh, once the uh, chocolate is melted, we're gonna go ahead and put it in the bottom of our pan, our cookie crust. Now you can use the Oreo cookie crust, or if you want to, you can go ahead and use just a graham cracker crust. I think that will be just fine. 
another option see how it's now melting and we're going to get everything together oh a nice slurry that's what you want you want all the chips to be melted and that is looking very very good so just get that nice and stirred up and what you're going to do once that is melted is you're going to put about three quarters of it in the pie crust and you're going to save the rest for later for a pretty decorative topping and we'll talk about that in a minute but go ahead and take about three quarters of that chocolate and just spread it in the bottom of the pan now one thing you got to keep in mind is that this actually does take a little time to make because we are using the refrigerator not the oven to make this pie so once you have this spread into the bottom of your pan you've got a nice layer what you're going to do is put it in your refrigerator till that chocolate now hardens back up again and it took me about um, 20 minutes for that chocolate to harden up again so that I could put my filling on top of that. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and put this in the uh, refrigerator and get that part taken care of. And then when we're done, I'll tell you what to do with the rest of the chocolate. Okay, while that pie crust is getting hardened, the chocolate's getting hardened on the bottom, we're gonna go ahead and put our filling together. That'll be a real good use of your time. What we're gonna do is take one eight ounce block of cream cheese. Make sure you have that at room temperature because we want everything to blend very well. Now, if you want to reduce some of the calories, get the, um, the cream cheese that has a reduced fat in it. I've gotten so I don't really like the no fat cream cheese. I just think the flavor is kind of unusual. But that's your choice because we are going to mix some sour cream and some sugar to this. So the, in this particular case, the fat-free might work out okay. I'm taking my one block, which is the eight ounces of the cream cheese, and I'm going to add to that a half a cup of sour cream. Sounding a little bit like a cheesecake, isn't it? And so I think the flavor is going to be very, very good. So there's my half a, half a cup of sour cream. Let's get that all mixed together. The main thing, and one of the reasons you want to have everything at room temperature is so that you don't get um, chunks of cream cheese not mixed in with sour cream. You want to have it all nice and smooth. So go ahead and just mix that up. If you wanted to do that with an electric mixer, you probably could, but I don't think you really need to. If everything's at room temperature, it should blend very well. Once that's mixed, what we're going to do is go ahead and add a half a cup of sugar. And of course, you need a little sweetener in there because you always have to have a sweetener in dessert. Now, if you wanted to use um, Splenda, you could do that. And that would, again, save some calories, save a little bit of the sugar in your dessert. And it doesn't, the sugar doesn't really add a lot of bulk. So using the Splenda would just be fine. So just kind of go look and see what the amount of Splenda would be for one half cup of sugar. Because you know the Splenda is a lot sweeter than the sugar is, so you won't use an equal amount. See, that's a nice mix. See, it's nice and smooth. The next thing I'm going to do is go ahead and add just a half, a, not a half a teaspoon, but a full teaspoon of vanilla. 
You cannot go wrong with vanilla. If you wanted to change it up a little bit and maybe add some almond flavoring, if that's a favorite flavor for you, I think that would taste really good too. So in my case, I'm gonna just stick with the vanilla, mix that all together. Be careful you don't splash yourself because you know that vanilla is a little more liquid than what your other product is. Once that's mixed, um, we're gonna now add a thawed out container, which is eight ounces of um, a Cool Whip or Cool Whip substitute. Um, again, I used a light whip topping rather than doing the full fat and I feel like I'm gonna enjoy my dessert more because I'm not using everything that's full fat or full sugar. So this is gonna be my light whip topping. Now you don't, you wanna be careful when you put that in, just fold it in lightly um, because you don't wanna crush all the air that's in there. You want it to be nice and light but you still want to make sure it all gets completely mixed together. That's going to make the best pie if it's all mixed together. Another thing you need to think about is you will need to plan ahead. You know that we've already done something with our chocolate and that's had to sit for 15 minutes in, or 20 minutes in the refrigerator. This pie really needs to sit overnight in order to harden before you put your strawberries on. So plan ahead when you're making this dessert. Or if you're making it in the morning, you're gonna use it at night, that would work as well. So you have this nice light filling. Now let me go ahead and get that pie crust so that we can get this filled and get this into the refrigerator. Okay, you can see the pie crust. You've got that nice chocolate layer on the bottom. That's all nice and hardened. Obviously, this is the easy part. Just pour the filling in, scoop it in. And of course, if you've got people who like to lick spoons when you're all done, I'm sure there's gonna be something left in the bottom of the bowl or on the spoon, so that person will be happy too, and maybe that person is you. But let's go ahead and spread that out. Looking good, see how pretty that is. Oh, and once we get the strawberries on top, just the colors are gonna be outstanding. All right, so you just try to flatten it off because you are going to put the strawberries on top of that. So I'm just gonna scrape off my spoon, make it nice and smooth, flatten it off, and this goes into the refrigerator. Now I did go ahead and um, make another pie earlier so that I can show you how to decorate it with the strawberries and what we're doing with that remaining chocolate. So I'm gonna drop this off in the refrigerator I went ahead and put mine in the freezer to chill it down a little bit faster. We'll see how that works. Okay, I actually put this in the freezer so that I could get it done a little bit quicker. You can just put it in the refrigerator for overnight. I think that's gonna be your best application. Now look at these beautiful strawberries. I've cut some of them in half, so I'm gonna just go ahead and lay those on the top of the pie so that we have a nice pretty design. Oh, I love it already. And nothing says summer like strawberries. So we're gonna have this great dessert that we're gonna be able to eat and share with our friends, our RVing friends. Maybe you're going to a happy hour. Um, there we go, looking good. You're just gonna cut the strawberries in half and go ahead and just put them on the, on the pie. It looks really delicious. 
The next thing we're going to do once we get the strawberries on is we're going to go ahead and drizzle some chocolate over the top. Remember I said we're going to do something with that leftover chocolate? What we're going to do, and in my case I happen to have some um, tips from cake decorating. I just took a regular little sandwich bag, cut a hole in the bottom, stuck my tip in, and then I put my chocolate inside the bag. So I'll use what I have in here, but that's how much chocolate you have left. That's going to be plenty of chocolate to just drizzle over the top and make it look pretty. So here we go. We're just going to drizzle it across. It'll look like just those pictures you see in the magazine. Now if you don't have a tool like this, all you have to do is use the bag itself, um, but it may not come out quite as good. So there you go. It's a strawberries and cream pie with an Oreo crust. So I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back with more of American RVer. You're watching American RVer. There's more to come, so stay right there. An RV service facility and dealership should put the customer first. The service writers, office staff, techs, and salespeople must be geared towards making the customer happy and coming up with solutions for any problem. This customer-first attitude is found in the Southeast's best sales and service center, Alliance Coach. Customer service sets Alliance Coach apart from other dealerships. With full-service bays, a customer campground and lounge, reasonable rates, and knowledgeable staff, they guarantee your satisfaction. Experience a different kind of RV service center. Experience Alliance Coach in Wildwood, Florida. It's time for a tech tip, brought to you by Alliance Coach in Wildwood, Florida. Hi, Ed Cowan from Alliance Coach Corporation here in Wildwood, Florida. We're going to take a little tour of the parts department for some things that uh, you're going to need in your RV. Some of it are maintenance items, other items are things you're going to use every day. One is a city water hose. These hoses are white on purpose. They're built differently so that you can use them for potable water. Other items you might uh, want to use is a pressure regulator. If you use it, if there's no pressure, water pressure regulator on your coach, when you hook up a water pressure regulator, hook it up at the spigot, that way it also protects the hose. They have shower heads and uh, drain, drain covers, etc. Everything you can use inside your motorhome. Um, while you're traveling. This other section deals with the sewer compartments or water compartments outside your coach. There's several products that take care of uh, your black tank. They also have some for your fresh water tank. You always need to use toilet chemicals in your toilet and each different manufacturer follows directions on the bottle as far as the uh, sanitation of your holding tanks are just concerned. Vent problems for venting, they have add-on vents that you can put on top of your uh, gray and black tank vents on top of your motorhome that'll help cut down on any motorhome or any sewer odors inside the coach. As far as sewer hoses are concerned, there are several different manufacturers of sewer hoses. Um, 
it's always best to invest a little bit of money in the sewer hose because that's one thing that you don't want to happen. The sewer hose come apart while you're using it turns into a, uh, a mess. You'll also need different connectors to connect the sewer hose to the coach so you can properly dispose of waste. If you have an issue in draining your coach, most uh, motorhome suppliers have a small selection of black and gray valves. And don't forget your seal, this is supposed to go in the dump at the motorhome park between your sewer hose and the dump outlet. A few other things we can talk about. They're called dog bones in the industry and they adapt from, this one is 30 to 30 amp to 15 or 20 amp, 50 to 30, and they go male and female. Um, depending on the motorhome park you're in, some motorhome parks don't have connection for 30 amp coaches or don't have connection for 50 amp coaches. That's when you're going to have to use a uh, dog bone to adapt your motorhome to the electric supply of the uh, motorhome park. Have several uh, light lenses, several lights that you can replace lights inside your RV, uh, just a general selection of a lot of 12 volt uh, items that you can do yourself. If you need any help, don't hesitate to call Alliance. We're always here to help you. Um, and that'll conclude Tech Tip for today. We are on the web at AllianceCoach.com or call 352-330-3800. Thank you. Thanks for watching this month's Tech Tip, sponsored by Alliance Coach. Have you been waiting for prices to come down on LED lighting so you can purchase some for your RV? Wait no longer. American RVer has G4-style puck lamp replacements for just $5.95 each, shipping included. Go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the link in the lower right corner of the homepage to order. Welcome back to American RVer. We've got a new segment for you this time. It's called RV Stories. And our first story this time is about a holiday story. And Ryan Jones is here with us, and he's going to tell us about his RV story and his RV experience. Well, it's, this all, this took place when we started full-timing. And we were in Florida, and we were headed back to Texas. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really know what we were doing because we were totally new at this whole process of RVing and full-timing and, and all these things. But we had learned that it was okay to stay all night at Walmart. So, and it, this happened to be in North Florida and we called ahead as we usually do. And back then we had a book that had Walmart phone numbers in it. But uh, we called ahead and got permission to park overnight and uh, that was great. And we pulled off and pulled in this parking lot. And we happened to park next to uh, kind of a strange little, uh, I'll call it a construction site, where it was far away from their front door, like they said, and we pulled far enough forward that it was like a place where they could drive now behind our, our coach, and we were towing a car behind that too, and drive into this grassy field. So I thought they were going to build something out there, and that's where the construction vehicles would go over the curb. <clears throat> so, uh, Sandy talked me into 
a frozen turkey dinner that night. And she went in and got those, and, and frankly, I hadn't had a frozen turkey dinner in probably 40 years, <laughs> and it'll probably be another 40 before I have one uh, again. But with that, we had dinner, we went to bed, uh, it, and, and everything's fine. We woke up about 3.30 in the morning, and it's raining like mad, and we hear two guys outside our bedroom window talking. Now, what's strange is they're having a normal conversation. Then how, how was the game last night? Did, did you know, did you, what'd you have for dinner? Uh, did, what'd you watch on TV? Just a normal conversation. Nothing weird other than the fact that it's 3.30 in the morning and it's raining. <clears throat> Looked out the curtain and sure enough, two guys are out there talking. And then we got up and, and heard more noise and now it's about, oh, let's say 4, 4.30 in the morning. And these two fellows are directing traffic. And what they're doing is they're waving cars into the parking lot and sending them behind our coach over the curb out into this grassy field. Hmm. And then we look out the front, we had the curtains down in the front windows, and there's the parking lot is full and there's a car directly in front of us. No way can we drive out of there with this car there without backing up. And you know you can't back up with a car, you know, your tow car hooked onto your motorhome. What was going on, we had no clue. So finally, this, the, this traffic just kept coming in. These guys kept parking cars. The, the, the place is filling up and get a jacket on, go out and ask them what's going on. And it's, it's, it's Friday morning, Black Friday. Oh, after and, Thanksgiving. And there's, there's 10,000 cars coming into this parking lot. <laughs> so quickly took a look, decided that if I could back up a foot or two or three, and, and I know you, you don't back up with your tow car on, this was pure emergency. So I said to the guys, if you'll stop traffic, let us back up. <clears throat> I can then make the turn to pull out and we'll get out of here and give you your seven parking spaces that we're covering. So they agreed to that on signal. Sandy got out, guided me back the two or three feet, stopped me, I could make it out. We started to, I started to pull out. She ran, jumped in the coach <coughs> and probably took us another 40 minutes to get around that parking lot to get out. It was Black Friday, never again, okay, never yeah. again. Yeah, <laughs> stay away from those, go to a campground. Oh yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or just, or rest area or whatever, but stay out of those big box store parking lots on that particular weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, thanks, Ron, oh, yeah. appreciate that. Uh, listen, if you have any RV stories that you'd like to share, just email us at AmericanRVer.com, info at AmericanRVer.com, and Maybe we'll come and talk to you and be at your coach and you can tell us your RV story. Thanks for joining us for this month's edition of American RV. For the best RV sales and service center in the southeast, call Alliance Coach in Wildwood, Florida at 866-888-8941 or go to www.alliancecoach.com. <laughs>